2: Chell and Randy, and we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. It's time for a weekly visit with the one and only Jay Delsing, former PGA Tour pro and uh, golf aficionado and expert in all around great St. Louis. And Jay, how are you doing this morning?
1: Oh, man, you you be good, Randy. Keep going. I don't know how you made that up, but it really sounded good. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> well, first of all, you are a wonderful guy, a wonderful golfer, and a guy who obviously has a lot of friends and has a great program at 9 o'clock Sunday mornings here on 101 ESPN. Looking forward to that. Hey, uh, what did you think of Tiger yesterday? Were you surprised, shocked, stunned? What was it? Yes.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I really didn't know what to expect you guys. The last that we have seen him was um, you, you know the PNC, the father and son event, and that got you know the golf world a buzz. And it just—it's it, amazing how much drama the best players, our best two players in the last twenty-five or thirty years in the PGA Tour, created so much drama for golfers since they got you know got together with with Tiger and the off-course stuff, and then Tiger getting hurt and Phil with all of his things. And uh, man, yesterday was just was just incredible the fact that he's come so far since January to me you guys.
0: Jay tell us what it's like to walk the grounds at Augusta National. We know that Tiger's dealing with these injuries and that he's sore today and that's something that he's going to have to have to overcome as the weekend goes on. But as a healthy person or and a fit person that has walked that course, physically what's it like for you to do that?
1: It's a lot, Michelle. It's a lot. The first time getting onto the grounds at Augusta National, I was just blown away at, at the undulation, especially at number ten and number eighteen. It is dramatically, dramatically downhill at ten and uphill at eighteen, and um, that's one of the things that I was most curious to see uh, how he, uh, how he was just really going to walk. It sounds really stupid. Uh, I, I was really curious to see how much speed. He had gained in his in his golf swing but um it's the guy just astounds me it, it you you can tell you guys that he's got a plan in his head and it doesn't look a, an awful lot like it used to but he still knows that course he's still the most disciplined guy out there and he's still like oh man he doesn't have all the aces like he used to but he he's got a lot of aces in that bag he it's, it's impressive. One thing that stands out more than anything in my mind, you guys, is watching him play, watching him kind of conserve his energy and do some of the things he did. And then he hit that really lousy drive on 14 after he birdied 13. I know he was trying to put a little more gas in that drive and hit it, awfully, hit it off the heel of the driver, and it went way left and in, into the uh, pine straw. But his exit out of the pine straw was vintage old Tiger which tells me there's plenty in the tank because I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but he was in the middle of the forest and he did something The camera angle. Wasn't great. He did something, but had so much speed down at the ball with that iron to put it, to get it up in the air fast and, and probably hit it over 200 yards and put it just over the back of the green. And I thought, Hmm, we haven't seen him do that yet. And so, there's more in the tank. It's going to be really interesting. The second day back, he's going to be sore, like you said, Michelle. I can't wait, you guys, to watch it. I've got, I've got every TV on right now. He's going to be out for like four or five hours.
2: And, and, Jay, we're talking about Tiger, but uh, soon JM and Cam Smith are in the lead after one round. There's Dustin Johnson lurking. Danny Willett, who's won it before. Who do you like in the tournament?
1: Oh, I know. Isn't it funny? We're not even talking about, you know, the Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith is playing better than anyone right now. He is... Man, this guy's got such a great wedge game, and he is a great putter. He's got one of the funkiest dudes you'll ever see in your mm-hmm. life, it's like a, a mullet that won't go away. Uh, but he's, he's got this uh, part of his game that he's found that is just truly exceptional. I mean, we, we talked about this when he won the Players' Championship. He made 10 birdies on Sunday at TPC Jacksonville. That is a lot of pressure and a lot of birdies to be made, and he's the guy to beat as far as I, I can tell. He shoots four in the party yesterday with bookend double bogeys at start and finish and um, and and he just seems kind of not really disturbed by it and um, uh, really special. You know, what's interesting you guys is none of the leaderboard guys, Dustin Johnson, Cameron Smith, Sun J M, none of those guys are mad, the Tigers in the field. They're delighted, they're delighted they're taking all the heat off of him. These guys are still afterthoughts right now. <laughs> And um, it it makes it easier for them right now.
0: Well, Jay, we always put out the call for people to send in golf questions for you. So we want to get a couple of those in today, like this one from the 636. Dear Jay, I'm going to do my first full round of golf tomorrow with no real experience. What's the one tip that I need to know?
1: Oh my gosh, you're going to deal with probably feeling really intimidated and, 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 and just, I mean, look around you. The game is so hard. There's a lot of people doing the same thing you're, you're going to be doing. I guess the biggest tip I would say is be mindful of your pace of play because everybody's bad. But if you're bad and you're, and you're a little quicker, then the most, and, and, and you don't take quite as long, you're going to feel, you're, you're not going to feel as bad. As bad. And what I, I don't mean run after the ball and things like that, but just, you know, if you're having a really bad hole, just go ahead and pick it up, have, a, have another beer, turn the music up a little bit, and just relax and have
2: fun. Jay this one from Tom Shanahan from Shanahan Crane and Hoist he was at our party yesterday at Ballpark Village and he says I'm dealing with a hamate bone injury a stress fracture so that's right below the the pinky finger and the middle finger advice for how to help this and still play yeah
1: that's what you know Bryson DeChambeau is dealing with that right That, that exact same thing right now um I think the first time I ever heard about this injury, you guys. I think it was when Jose Canseco broke swing yep, swinging a bat or something. Randy, I'm like, I have. I wonder if I have one of those bones in my hand. I've never heard of that before. Um, the, the 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 best. I, I just don't know what sort of pain that he's in. This this gentleman's in, and so um, I do know after reading about Bryson this week and and, and trying to be prepared for what he was go- going to do or not do that they said that. You know, if that bone does happen to break, then there's a surgery, you're out about six weeks, and it's, it's relatively minor. I would try to say, well, I mean, what I would think to do is try to forget about it as much as you possibly can. Because when you get, Randy, you know what it's like. If You, you could put a rock in your shoe. Or something that just makes something totally unrelated to what you're trying to do. And it gets in your mind and you're like, gosh, I just can't, you know, I can't swing the same way I'd like to. I, so if you're favoring it, it's probably not going to, to go well. So do us, do the best you can is to just pretend like it's not
0: there. Jay, this one from the 636. Hey, Jay, how do I slow down my swing without losing distance? Love your show.
1: Oh thanks you know what michelle this is This is one of the things that I work on all the time because what what we we want to slow our swing down, you guys first of all, you want to crush it that 's all there is to it. <laughs> Everybody wants to try to hit a bomb. so the way to do that is work on slowing the pace down the first twelve to fifteen inches off the ball and what um, i 've got Ben Crenshaw coming on the show this week, and he talked a little bit about how important that first little bit of your backswing is because it helps you finish your backswing and put speed in the right place, you guys. And one of the things that happens to most amateurs that you see PGA Tour guys do extremely well is the speed is down at the bottom of the ball and on their way through and not on their backswing. And you see a lot of amateurs that want to really crush one. And I do this too. I don't know why I said amateurs. I do this all the time when I want to hit one extra far is I'll speed my backswing up, and that usually gets me out of position. I don't hit the ball nearly as soundly, nor do I hit it straight.
2: Jay, one last uh, question here, and this is from, uh, let me get back to it because it just uh, popped up, Uh, from the 314, and you and I have talked about this before. How do you approach long putts? What is your thought process on ensuring a two-putt?
1: Yeah, so first of all, that's a great question. And so first of all, you've got to understand what the speed of the greens are like. Because if you go and play, Randy, you play at all the Whitmore courses. Just say <laughs> if you go from the one of the two great courses out um, at the Whitmore uh, at Whitmore Country Club, or then you go to the Bluffs, you are going to go and experience two different speeds of, of greens over there. You just you, you just are. As similar as they are, as close in relationship geographically as they are, they just are different. So first of all, when we go out and play, you you, you check out and you hit some putts on the, on the putting green before you get on the course. The other thing, and this sounds crazy, but you get a lot of feedback from your feet, whether the greens are soft or cushy, they're bumpy, they're firm. The, the first thing that the golfers do, their first point of contact is their feet onto the ground, and so pay attention to that a little bit. And then when you're reading a green, when I was a little kid, some, well, I was told a lot of things, and hope, hopefully I forgot most of them, but <laughs> one great little tip was if you had a bucket of water and you dumped it onto the green, watch which way the water rolls. So it'll help you determine the high points and the low points. And if you're at a long putt, you're likely to have a, a bunch of little dips and, and curves in there. So pay attention to that and try to, try to find out where those high points are so those are going to affect the break of the putt the most, and and, and we it, this sounds like a hell of a lot of information to be thinking about. But as you get tuned into this, you'll pick all this stuff up in you know three or four seconds, and it'll log into your brain and it'll help you with your feel.
2: Jay, you're always great. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it, and we're looking forward to the show on Sunday morning.
1: I hope I didn't confuse anybody too much. I'm I don't think so. myself, giving all these golf tips,
2: <laughs> that was great. We appreciate it as always. Have a good weekend. You guys do. Thank you. Thanks. Jay Delsing with us on 101 ESPN.
0: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at GriffalsPlasma.com.